Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. Hey, Kat. Hey, Tanya. How's it going? It's going good. I'm excited. We're talking about the heart chakra today. You know? Yay. I know. And it's all about that. It's all about our emotions, isn't it? It is. It's the chakra of our emotional perceptions. It's what determines our quality of life. Mm-hmm. And it's that balance point, or maybe even call it a connector. Speak of the hourglass. Yeah, those three lower physical ones and the three higher spiritual chakras. And they all come to a vortex at the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I love that. And it's where we process and store our emotional experiences. Yeah. yeah. It is a chakra that focuses on our relationship to the world, relationship to the people in our world, as well as our emotional response to our own thoughts, our own ideas, our own attitudes, our own aspirations, and our own needs. And you know what? Since you said that, you know I'm all about the Olivia Miller um, chakra deck. And she wrote in there about the heart chakra that it speaks of we instead of me. Yeah. And you just said that. Isn't that awesome? Collective. The collective. Yeah. Okay. Well, heart chakra, the color is emerald green. The element is air and it's located right in the center of our chest at our heart, like you just mentioned. The associated body parts that go along with the heart chakra are the heart, the lungs, the diaphragm, the chest, the thalamus, the circulatory systems, the shoulders, the arms, the hands. And gemstones and crystals are emerald, rose quartz, and ruby. And flower essences are bleeding heart, holly, and wild rose. Now, essential oils, I have marjoram, neroli, and rose. What do you, what essential oils do you usually use for heart chakra? I love rose. I would probably add frankincense and lavender as simple ones because they're easy go-tos. And a lot of times people have them on hand. Rose is a little bit more expensive and a little bit harder for people to get pure grade rose oil. Melissa oil is another really good one for the heart. Yeah. Again, it's really expensive. But, you know, if if you know somebody who has it, a little drop of Melissa goes a really long way. Wow. Wow. Well, some of the basic issues associated with the heart chakra are, of course, love, compassion, kindness, relationships, self-acceptance, forgiveness, hope, sympathy, and empathy. So I think a lot of times when we talk about the heart chakra and talk about love and compassion and kindness, People always think of that as outward. And people are like, I am so loving. But they forget about the self-acceptance part and the loving. So some of the major issues of an unbalanced heart chakra are grief, fear, heartache, jealousy, sadness, feelings of abandonment, isolation, loneliness, or shyness. Uh, Shyness may be very dominant. We may be unable to feel compassion or empathy for others or ourselves, especially ourselves. We may feel disengaged, unemotional, or unwilling to trust our heart. And usually logic, not emotion, rules our behavior when the heart chakra is unbalanced. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as I um, go through the anatomy of the spirit book that we've talked about as we talk about the chakras, I like how she always brings up the primary fears and the primary strengths. So some of the big fears of this chakra are, as you suggest, loneliness. It's the place where our grief resides right? Mm -hmm. Loss always hangs out in the heart. It's also our fear of commitment. 
or attachment to because it's also that fear what if I love it too much, I might lose it again. Like, right. And usually this comes from past losses, right? So also the need to uh, follow your heart and your dreams. Like you oftentimes hear people say, well, my head's in it, but my heart's not in it or my heart's in it, but my head's not agreeing with it. It's that disconnect between the head and our heart, right? And that's all coming out of an imbalance in the heart space. It's also where we fear the ability to protect our own heart. And this, like you say, comes a little bit out of that self-love and that self-compassion, but it also comes out of old perceptions. And sometimes we take those old past relationships and we apply them to new relationships where this one failed us we assume you're also going to fail us right and we apply those old rules those old standards those old hurts and we project them onto the next relationship the next you know friendship the next thing because of those old wounds that's always a recipe for disaster always a recipe for disaster and it's also where our fear of weakness comes in and usually this comes from a place of having once been betrayed and it's confounded obviously by past transgressions, especially if you suffered abuse, were in a relationship where adultery existed, like a, that lack of trust that, and, and it's that fear that uh, I must not have been good enough to be loved or I must not have been loving enough. Like, right, we are so willing to take the blame on. Yeah, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Exactly. So it's losing the balance in that chakra where then we can start to see the negative things arise. We can see jealousy arise, anger arise, bitterness, hatred, inability to forgive. It's also that place of distrust, that lack of trust. And, you know, it's a dangerous place because once it's been wounded, it's hard to heal. It's not that it's not possible, but it because it's the center of everything above and below, it's difficult for us to heal it. And so sometimes we spend a lot of time really focusing on the heart space, which is good because if it has truly been wounded, it needs healing. Well, and, you know, you hear in yoga classes all the time, well, let's balance your chakra. And so I have had, and I'm sure you have too, I've had students that have said, well, how do I know if my chakra is unbalanced? You know, a lot of it's just a feeling, but emotional and mental issues, like uh, you were mentioning some, that's why I decided to jump on in here right now, uh, were resentment, suspicion, possessiveness, dependency, emotional insensitivity, passivity, sorrow, melancholy, depression. People may have cardiovascular problems or hypertension or stroke, respiratory illness. Now, those are all big problems. So if you think, oh, well, I'm not going to go see my heart doctor because I just have an unbalanced heart chakra. Oh, heck no. Get your butt in there if you think you've got an issue. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's interesting when you say people say, well, how do I know if it's unbalanced? One, are you behaving in a way that you yourself don't like? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. It's a pretty good indicator that it's either high or low. Yeah. Even you are like, why did you just do that? Why? Why did you just do that? I know. Why did you just have that feeling? Why did you just think that? Why did you just say that? All of those things are coming out of a place of imbalance. Exactly. But when the heart chakra is balanced, we are better able to give and receive love and we're more compassionate. We have we feel a sense of wholeness and profound unity with others. We can let go. And that's, you know, we talked about letting go in our episode we did on minimalism, you know, letting go of a lot of the struggles and griefs in our lives, in the emotional baggage, you know, to help heal the heart chakra. 
a lot of times when we can, when we have balanced heart chakra, we truly began to understand the power of prayer and the power of meditation. We really get all of that. Some of the beneficial activities are volunteering, you know, doing some kind of charitable work, giving from the heart. But it has to be something that you're very drawn to. It can't be like, okay, I got an unbalanced heart chakra. I'm going to go volunteer at the soup kitchen today. No, it's got to be something that really resonates and kind of sings to you. Yeah, the soup kitchen is not going to heal your broken heart. You need to heal that first and then make sure that you're volunteering from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even watching romantic movies can be beneficial. Reading inspirational books, reading or writing poetry. You know, those are all, those are all good things. Right. Along with that, you know, love and compassion that you talk about is also a commitment to dedication, trust, and loyalty. Uh It's also where we are capable of forgiveness, but we have to be in a safe place ourselves first, right? And then it's also that place where our hopes and our dreams do culminate. Like if the second chakra is where that seed is planted, And the third chakra is where the stem and the bud comes out of. Then the heart chakra is where the flower blooms, right? And so if you think about it from that standpoint too, this is also when we're feeling safe in our heart space, this is where healing comes from. And Mm -hmm. this is where our ability to heal others comes from. This is where Reiki comes from. Yes, it comes out of the earth. It comes down from the universe, but it projects out through the heart space, right? That's that ability to be able to put your hands on someone and help them. But it's also learning the power of love coming out of the strong root chakra. Uh And as much as a lot of us have root chakra issues, good quality sense of heart space comes from a solid root chakra comes from feeling grounded comes from having been loved as a young person and knowing how to build that strength it's also this is where we segue back to what you were talking about it's knowing who your friends are who your tribe is who your peeps are it's the we of your relationships it's no longer the i and if you're feeling like all you have is i and you don't have those relationships This is probably coming from a heart space imbalance and we have to figure out how to heal that space so that we can reach out and have those healthy relationships. Absolutely. So I have a little easy, short heart chakra meditation that we try, not now, but you can try it later on. Starting in an easy seated position and allowing your breath to be easy and full. Bring your hands to your heart center in Anjali Mudra or prayer hands and just inhale and exhale. And as you're inhaling and exhaling, just repeating over and over, either I trust my emotions or I believe in my heart. And just setting with those, with those mantras, with those thoughts for one to three minutes. I love that. I had a teacher, Matthew Sandford is amazing. He teaches from a wheelchair from his own life experience. And he teaches a pranayama about visualizing on the inhale that you can take in sort of the universe. And on the exhale, you can watch your own wings grow out of your heart. 
Oh, wow. And then inhale, take in the world. And on the exhale, push your wings out of your heart. I love that. Yeah, it's so cool. Because first of all, it helps you to realize that a lot of times we're really focusing on the chest space when we're breathing and not really focusing on expanding the ribs on the back side of the body too. But it's so cool. And I, I cried when he, when he first did it. I was like, oh, I love this. I have wings. <laughs> So you breathe in the universe and you exhale your wings or exhale through your wings. Exhale your wings out. Matthew Sanford, an expert in the process transformation through the healing power of yoga, paralyzed from the chest down at age 13 and beginning yoga at age 25. Matthew knows firsthand the transformative effect that yoga can have on the mind-body relationship. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's amazing teacher, Matthew Sanford. Another part of the heart chakra that we really do need to give recognition to is that this is generally where life crisis resides, right? This is where anything that has affected your life caused trauma, whether it be divorce, death, abuse, emotional or physical, actual trauma, adultery, abandonment, these all leave wounds that tend to leave little fissures or cracks within the heart space. And most people think of that as damage. When I have a Reiki session and I am dealing with heart space issues, I love to try and help the person instead of seeing it as cracks or brokenness to instead see it as like a mosaic or a stained glass artwork because it is the patchwork of what you become. And I know there are like songs, like where the crack is where the light gets in and stuff. But it's also where the light goes out, right? So now this is your ability to shine brighter because instead of it just shining out through the center of the chakra, you can shine out through all of those lovely stained glass fissures, like right. Beautiful, yeah. I like that. You can do a restorative fish pose, which is really lovely for opening the heart. So also in general is doing sun salutations because you think about with every inhale, you lift and open the heart space. And with every exhale, you round and protect the heart space. You can think about it as a lovely moving meditation. that's all about the heart space if you choose to focus on the heart and the shoulders. Well, and of course, you can't forget your favorite pose of all time, camel pose. Not my favorite, but okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> camel is used to be a very lovely pose for me. Because of my knees, it is not. So for me, I will do a standing big back bend, which is the equivalent of my camel without bent knees because my knees just don't love that. Yeah, or upward plank. Upward plank, incline plank, a headstand where the arms are back and the chest is open. You need to use a strong core, but you're really using the heart and strengthening that space. Uh, king dancer pose. Dancer's pose is a big heart opener. It's also a big hip opener too, folks. Yeah. Yep, yep. And of course, we can't forget the mother of all heart opening poses, wheel pose. Wheel pose it is. <laughs> Love it. And if you're feeling like being in those big heart openers is maybe too much stress on your heart space, drop back. And I don't mean drop back like it's a bad thing. I mean, drop back to a comfortable place, which would be doing a supported fish, maybe even training yourself to sleep in a supported fish. So placing the pillow underneath your shoulders and letting your head simply rest on the mattress 
where the pillow is now supporting the upper part of the back and not supporting the head at all. And you'll find that you wake up feeling slightly more open and slightly more lifted. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Well, I think the heart chakra is very, well, all the chakras are important, but I do like, because I like the vision, it being the connector for all of those chakras. Yeah, it really is kind of cool thinking about that place that connects heaven and earth, right? Like literally, it's the center, it's the center of the hourglass. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas. On a pod, signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at Two Pittas on a Pod.